הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו, ולכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש שמשר בארץ המה, ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסודו נעם נחן נובע מכוח חוכמה, רבנו נחמן ופגל בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם, today we start with אות י' of שפחי הר"ן, lesson 10 of שפחי הר"ן. We just discussed yesterday about the, the sacrifices Rabbeinu had to go through with regard to fasting and how as a young child he would fast from Shabbat to Shabbat and engage in all these sorts of mortifications to serve Hashem. But look what Rabbi Nathan writes here in, in uh, Siman Yud. He says, however, Rabbeinu's main avodat Hashem, Rabbeinu's main service, Asher al yada zacha lemashedacha, that through this service he merited to get to the level that, which he got to. Meaning Rabbi Nathan saying, all the things that we mentioned beforehand are unimportant in comparison to what we're about to mention now. Meaning the way Rabbeinu attained the level that he did was through what we're about to, what we're about to say. The main way Rabbeinu attained the level that he got to was only because of the multitude of prayers and supplications and requests and pleading and begging before Hashem Ibarat that he was always accustomed to pray and to beg before Hashem. Rabbi Nathan saying it wasn't prayer, it wasn't study, it wasn't fasting, it was prayer. Rabbeinu would beg Hashem Ibarat to draw him close, to draw Rabbeinu close to Hashem over and over and over. And Rabbeinu would beg and placate before Hashem Yitbach. He would try to appease before Hashem. He would try to beg Hashem Yitbach with all these sorts of claims and supplications. That Hashem with His great mercy would be, be able to bring Rabbeinu merit to draw Him close to Hashem. And the main benefit for Rabenu, which is what drew him to the level which he got to, superior than everyone else in history, the, the biggest tzaddik. How did Rabenu become, how did Rabenu attain the level which he did? Rabenu saying it, Rabbi Nathan saying it's very pashut. He would pray every single day in his own language, in Lashon Ashkenaz, in Yiddish. That he would accustom himself to seclude himself in a certain place that no other person would be found there. He would go to a private place. He would express his conversation before Hashem, blessed be He. In the language which he used to speak, which was Yiddish, in his most common language. For us, that's English or whoever it is, it's French, whatever it might be. And he would beg and plead before Hashem. And he would request and plead before Hashem with all these sorts of claims or arguments and logic that was fitting before Hashem so that Hashem would now draw him close to the service. Rabbeinu would use logic. He would bring proofs from the Torah and this and that. To try to bring Hashem Yitbach the, the, the proof as to why God has to draw him closer. It's an amazing thing what we're talking about. And Rabbeinu would make this a very great habit. He would spend days and years on this. He would also hide himself. 
and Rabenu is telling Rabbi Nathan saying this ayyan of hiding. Tamun to to hide to conceal yourself, meaning when you're doing this, it should be alone. It should be nobody should know about this. It's you and Hashem. Rabenu, we saw earlier in Shifchei Aran how Rabenu was so tanua, he was so modest, and the idea that he would hide all his avodat Hashem, he would hide all his godly service, so that nobody would find out he was doing this to the point where even his father-in-law got mistaken to the point where his father-in-law thought he was uh, not studying, not doing anything. That's the degree one has to hide himself. To make sure that nobody else knows where, you know what I mean, what you're doing in Abu Hashem. So as not to receive honor. So Rabbeinu would hide himself and in this attic under his father's house. That in that place there was like this sort of room that was partitioned as a storehouse. And it would, uh, over there, all this place was... This uh, this attic was hiding all this grain, or was holding all this grain, this hay, and this feed for the animals. And there Rabbanu would hide himself. And he would recite Tehidim, the Psalms. And he would scream silently, as we're going to see in Sichot Aran. Sichot Aran, number 16. This Inan of how Rabbanu does his Bodhidut. In the middle of a crowded room in silence. It's an incredible thing. But Rabbanu would scream there silently, so, I'd know what, so that nobody would recognize. But it's still a scream. He would scream to Hashem. That Hashem would be able to bring Rabenu the merit to draw close to God. And the main idea is what? That any sort of request or prayer that in the world that is found within any sort of book that was found that you can find between us. Meaning, Rabbi Nathan saying any book you, you pick off the bookshelf. And any of those prayers inside these books that we know about, for example, the Sidurim or the Sharetzion we're going to see, all the, the, the big prayer books, the big books which people used to pray from, and all the prayers in these books, Rabbeinu wouldn't leave a single prayer out of his mouth. Basically, he would recite every single prayer, not leaving one of them unsaid. Whether it was the Tehilim of David HaMelech, Sefer Sha'atzion, whether it was in the book of Sha'atzion by uh, Rabbi Nathan Nata, the author of the Megalem, who wrote a book on Tfilot and all these sorts of things that we, um, we engage in day-to-day basis. And whether it was all the other requests printed in the great Sidurim, in the great prayer books. And all these other sorts of prayers and requests and pleadings before Hashem. And even the, the requests and the begging before Hashem, the prayers that were, that were printed in the language of Yiddish, not even Hebrew. Rabbeinu did not prevent himself from saying any single one of them. And Rabenu would accustom himself to say all these um, these supplications um, after each day's Ma'amadot. Rabenu would uh, accustom himself to say the supplications that were printed after the Ma'amadot of each day. The Ma'amadot are basically a compilation of, uh, of readings from the Torah and the Gemara for each day of the week. And Rabbeinu would say all the supplications. He would say them all in one day, at one shot. Even though it was split up in seven days, Rabbeinu would say all seven days in one day. Because he was so eager to pray to Hashem. 
גם היה רגיל לפעמים לומר בתהילים רק הפסוקים המדברים בתחינות ובקשות ותקה לשנבח. רבנו הוא עוד קוסטם למסלף עתימס. לציין בתהילים only the verses that were speaking about pleading and begging and screaming before השם. The verses that spoke to רבנו about דוד המלך's cries and And supplications before Hashem Yitbar, Rabbeinu would say only those and skip the rest of the verses. Rabbeinu would only say these verses. And the rest of the other verses he would not say. And Rabbeinu would say all these verses found in the Tehidim from every single book of the five books of Tehidim at one shot. Rabbeinu would say it all at once. And aside from all this, the main thing In which Rabbeinu attained what he did was the prayers he did from his own, from himself. On his own. Meaning that which Rabbeinu would make habit for himself to speak from his heart before Hashem Yitbach in the language that he spoke best, Yiddish. That Rabban would pray and claim before Hashem all these sorts of logical ideas and claims and supplications before Hashem from his own intellect, from his own heart. That Hashem would finally grant him the merit to draw close to Hashem. And this is the essential. This is the main thing which benefited Rabbeinu to attain what he later attained, to attain the level that he did. This is what we heard from Rabbeinu's holy mouth explicitly. Meaning Rabbeinu is saying the main way he attained what he did was through tefillah. And as we know in the book, Ishtab Chutanefesh, brought down in Nikut Alachot many times, Rabbeinu speaks about this in Torah Chet, how the inyan of tefillah rises higher than the inyan of Torah. Tefillah can rise higher than Torah. The tefillah from a person's heart When it comes from a place where you are begging God to draw, him, to draw you close to Him, when you beg Hashem to draw you close to Him, that prayer which is for the sake of drawing close in Torah and Tfilah and for the sake of doing God's service, this rises higher than any sort of study in the world. As uh, Rabbeinu teaches us in Torah Chet of Likut Moran, that Tfilah is the Bechina of uh, Eden. Tfilah represents the, the concept of Eden. And, and uh, Torah represents the Gan. And we know the Eden is the higher part of the Gan. It's an even greater idea. It says, Eden, Ayin no ra'ata. With regard to Eden, no, ha- no eye has ever seen it. And this is the warning Rabban was telling us. That it's very difficult to pray. Rabban was encouraging us. He's telling you that Eden is the idea. No eye has ever seen it. Prayers for a long time can go unnoticed. can be very difficult to find Hashem in your prayers because study, you get the wisdom in which you study, you, you receive something directly. But prayer is very difficult. You might not see results for years. And we're going to see in the next, uh, in the next two sections this idea exactly. But do not get discouraged when you don't see your prayers working because the main thing which will eventually draw you close to, being, uh, to, draw you close to Hashem and help you become a complete tzaddik or a bal tshuva gamur or a complete Baal Tshuva, a master of Teshuvah, of returning to Hashem, is specifically when you do not give up from praying to Hashem. Even whenever you've been deemed like rejected, or, you've been, or it feels as if God is pushing you away, as we're going to see. Siman Yud Aleph, section 11. Ve'chama pe'amim ha'yam edeber lifnei Hashem Bach, divet chinot u'bakashot mi'libo. 
It was many times that Rabbeinu used to pray before Hashem and speak before God in words of supplications and requests from his own heart. And Hashem would arrange for him within his own words sort of claims, beautiful claims and beautiful logical arguments. Utfilot and prayers that were very proper and very organized. And it was very beautiful in the eyes of Rabbeinu. Rabbeinu saw this very... Um, Rabbeinu liked to see this very much. Rabbeinu, this was good in his, in his own eyes. Meaning, it was happening that at times when Rabbeinu was praying, he, in his Ibadadut, in his med- secluded meditation, speaking to Hashem from his own heart, from the depth of his heart, that what? That Hashem would arrange for him words to speak to, before him. Meaning what? That sometimes God sends you the words to say before him. As we know in Nikot Ebrahim, this idea, that Ibadadut is an aspect of Ruach HaKodesh, divine spirit in which God will actually speak to you the words. The Shekhinah comes down and expresses itself before you. The Shekhinah will give you the words to say. It's an amazing thing. Sometimes, Rabbeinu says, Hashem has so much simcha, so much joy whenever His child comes speaks to Him, that actually, there's no bigger joy in the world than when His child beats Him in an argument and is victorious over Him. That what? That God will actually send prayers and words to this person who's trying to speak to God in order that this person will be able to use logical arguments and claims before Hashem that will actually defeat Hashem's argument and God will be forced to give him whatever he wants and this is the difference between flesh and blood people of flesh and blood and God himself because we get upset whenever we lose but Hashem is extremely happy whenever he loses to his child which is us whenever we pray with all our force and our might and uh, we see the importance of understanding that what never give up because Hashem will give you the words. So it would ha- it would happen at times that Rabenu would see it was very nice in his eyes that Hashem would send him beautiful words and claims and arguments. When your words are flowing, you know we have those feelings sometimes. Rabenu would write them after his bodedut. He would write them as a memory. So that afterwards he would accustom himself to pray these words yet again. And Rabbeinu would accustom himself in this subject to speak between him and his Creator very, very much. And all of Rabbeinu's prayers weren't for Parnasa, weren't for this, weren't for that. It was for one thing. Hashem, help me draw close to you. That was the main subject of Rabbeinu's Tfilot. And that should be the main subject of our prayers because as Rabbeinu teaches us in Nikot one of the first, uh, I forgot, maybe lesson. 14, I forget which one, that uh, when a person prays for something in spirituality, automatically everything is rectified in Gashmiut, in materialism. Meaning, um, if we're lacking Panasa, if we pray spiritually for the Inyan of being able to be Mifanes, Avinu Shabbat to bring Panasa to Hashem, in our, to Hashem, um, to Hashem Yitbarach, to God, that because we're giving a Panasa sustenance to Hashem through our prayers, Hashem will send us physical sustenance, livelihood. So Rabenu wouldn't even pray Begashmiut, he would pray specifically just for spiritual matters because he knew he would rectify automatically all the physical things and everything that he needed in the physical realm would be granted. This was the Emunah of Rabenu. Rabenu had great logical arguments and claims for all of this. And Siman Yudbet, the last one for today. Nonetheless, 
Nonetheless, with all that being said, with all the sacrifice and all the non-stop prayers that Rabbeinu used to put effort in, it would seem to him that constantly Hashem was not paying attention to him and was not listening to his prayers. It seemed on the contrary. It seemed as if God was rejecting him and pushing him away from a godly service. With all these sorts of rejections and pushes. It was as if God did not want anything to do with him at all, at all. Because Terabenu it seemed, because he saw that many, many days and years had been fleeting away and passing. And he was still far from God. Rabenu said, it's been years, I've been trying to draw close to you, Hashem, and you, I feel rejected. That's the way Rabenu felt. And Rabenu had not yet merited to draw close at all, to do any sort of approach to Hashem. And therefore it seemed in Rabenu's eyes as if God was not paying attention to his words at all and that God was not looking his way at all. On the contrary, God was pushing him away with all these types of rejection. However, nonetheless, Rabenu would never give up. He reinforced himself time and time again. Did not leave his place. It's the same idea of Avraham Avinu. On the third day of Avraham's circumcision, he, sta- he sat at the entrance of the tent in the heat of the day. Rabbi Nathan says, and Rabbi teaches us in lesson 48 of Likute Moran Tinyana. He says, What? In, volume, in uh, book 2 of Likute Moran, lesson 48, he teaches us over there that many people retreat backwards from the gates of holiness because it feels as to them as if God is rejecting them. And as much effort as they put in, it seems God is not listening to them. But Rabbanu says this is a tremendous error because the main thing is never to give up. What did he say over there? He says that what? Never leave your, pay, your place. Believe that even from there you can serve Hashem. In your downfalls you can serve Hashem. And that the rejection is actually there to bring you closer. The rejection is for the purpose of drawing close. We just have to increase our ratzon. Never give up in losing your desire for Hashem Ibarach just because it's difficult. Rabban was warning us. He's saying it's going to get difficult. Avraham Avinu sat at the entrance of the tent in the heat of the day. What's the heat of the day? The heat of the Yetzirah, the evil inclination. When the Yetzirah is going to try to attack you time and time again to make you fall. But what does Rabban say? Never give up. Stay there. Even if you can't do anything, just stay at the entrance of the tent until you're able to get in. Because as long as you stay there and you are what? You are determined and you are motivated and you will not let the Yetzirah take you down. You will finally get in. Rabbeinu says, he never, Rabbi Nathan says about Rabbeinu that he never left his place. And it would happen many times that Rabbeinu would fall mentally because of the fact that he saw his prayers and his pleading and his supplications to draw close to Hashem Bach, we're not working. Then it seemed to Hashem as if he, and it seemed to Rabbeinu as if God wasn't paying attention to him. Because of this, it would happen that Rabbeinu fell at times in his mind. Rabbeinu mentally fell. Even the biggest tzaddikim fall, Rabbeinu is telling you. 
Rabban was saying, I reached the level that I got to simply because I fell, but I did not give up. Because Rabbeinu fell mentally, he decided that he wouldn't speak to Hashem Itbarach in a conversation. For a few days, he wouldn't speak so much as he was used to. Why? Because he felt as if God wasn't paying attention. But afterwards, he reminded himself. And he felt ashamed. For criticizing God's ways and his traits. Rabbeinu would come back and say, Hashem Itbarach, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for judging you that way. And he would continue praying. Because the truth is, it is certain that God, Hashem is compassionate and He's merciful. And it is certain that God's truth, His emet lamito, the truth of all truth, is not that He's rejecting you. Because on the surface level, it seems as if He's rejecting you. But what, what is Rabbi Natan saying? In the words of Rabbeinu, that the truth of all truth is what? That Hashem is trying to draw us close. He's not rejecting. It's actually for the purpose of drawing closer. The Chazach. And Rabbeinu would restore himself back to his initial Avodat Hashem. And he'd and he would reinforce his mind. And he would begin again to pray before Hashem Yitbach as if he just started again. And this would happen many times over. That Tzadik falls seven times. And he gets back up. This is the Indian of Rabenu. You want to know Rabenu? Even after falling and falling and falling, still get up. There's no such thing as despair. So we can become Tzadikim too, as Rabenu said. You can become Kamoni Mamash, literally like me. But you have to follow the advice. And the main thing is, even though it seems Hashem has been ignoring you and rejecting you for years, continue to knock at the door until God opens up the door. Because there will be a time when it happens. And Bezat Hashem, may we continue to knock at the door, continue to be determined enough where we don't let the Yetzirah break us and make us fall. Bezat Hashem will continue next podcast with uh, Siman Yud Gimel.